Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Thank you again for your attention. I look forward to answering your questions. And with that, that ends our presentation. And with that... That starts our presentation. Nerdcasters, today was the seventh day of the Senate impeachment trial, and we all know what happens on the seventh day. The defense rests. It was a light day today. President Trump's legal defense team presented the end of their case. It was over by about 3 p.m. They used significantly less than the 24 hours that they were allotted to present their case. And now they're done. We're taping this at about 4 p.m. today. There are still several big questions hanging over what might happen in the next couple days. But first, as always, we're going to crunch what happened today into 30 seconds with White House reporter Nancy Cook. Sorry, can we start again? (laughs) And go. White House lawyers really took a third day today to make the argument that Trump shouldn't be impeached, both to let the temperature cool down in the Senate a bit after all of the debate yesterday about whether or not they should call witnesses, and also basically to give an extra day to say that John Bolton's uh, comments about the president and his hold on Ukraine were really just an allegation and there was no evidence of it. The question for me now is, will they or won't they call witnesses? And we'll know that by the end of the week. Again, that was Nancy Cook from our White House team, and I'm your host, Scott Bland. And we're joined here today by John Harris, the man, the myth, the Politico founding editor, and now the author of the new column, Altitude, here in the studio to give us the 30,000-foot view. Well, Scott, you don't have to lay it on thick anymore. I'm not in management. (laughs) I have no control over uh, raises or anything like that. Uh, John, you're here. You obviously have, have covered everything to do with American politics over the last dozen or so years at Politico. You also covered Bill Clinton's impeachment trial as a reporter back way back when. I did. I was a White House reporter uh, at the time. I wasn't the Senate uh, trial reporter, but impeachment permeated everything during the period when it was going on. And um, that was Bill Clinton's uh, kind of, in some sense, in strictly political terms, it was his signature achievement uh, to survive amidst so much uh, adversity. So one of the chosen few in history to now witness multiple impeachment trials, I guess uh, a number that's grown in the past few days. So this week we've heard from both the House managers and the president's legal defense team now. What, what struck you most about how this week has gone? What have you been thinking about as you've been watching these arguments and this news? I think what struck me is the venom that we're used to in day-in, day-out news cycles, uh, that we're used to in watching uh, cable news, uh, that we're used to on our Twitter feeds. It was still striking to see that venom, the personal edge of the arguments, the the kind of conspiratorial tone of at least some of the arguments uh, taken to this august setting, uh, the Senate floor. Uh, it showed that there's no venue that's insulated 
uh, from that kind of uh, uh, sort of smash mouth culture that, that's pervaded our politics for a generation now. Have you found yourself thinking back to President Clinton's impeachment trial this week? Has anything struck you as particularly familiar? You know, like a nice callback to the prequel from the from the writers of, of this reality TV show. You know, I think of continuity and discontinuity. The great continuity uh, between Bill Clinton's circumstances and Donald Trump's was that Clinton survived uh, by posing the question very firmly, which side are you on? Are you on uh, on my side or are you on the side of Newt Gingrich and Ken Starr? And only when he posed the question that way did he get majority support behind him because if you ask the question another way, like do you approve of my illicit behavior or some of my, mis- my misleading statements about it? Uh, very few people would say yes. Uh, Trump's uh, presidency, not just the impeachment, uh, but the presidency has been a version of posing that question. Uh, not do you approve of my character, my behavior, uh, do you, but do you share my contempt? Are you on my side or the other side? And uh, uh, as we know, uh, he's um, uh, used that uh, – his very skillful framing of that question to, to take – full command, have a complete grip on the Republican Party, and he's used that uh, to survive impeachment. John, what were you thinking this week when you saw uh, Ken Starr come back now on uh, on arguing on the other side of an impeachment trial, arguing that uh, impeachment trials have become too common in in this period in American history? You know, I uh, bluntly do roll my eyes. Ken Starr is a, a great mind, but I didn't uh, in his uh, book that he wrote a year, a couple of years ago, and I don't in his recent comments. Uh, kind of understand the logic. I could see somebody saying, look, I thought Bill Clinton's, uh, you know, it wasn't just about sex. This was a serious matter. He should have been impeached. I, I can see that. I can see also see somebody saying, you know, Donald Trump, look, the, this Ukraine matter is how big a deal is it really? The money went through. Uh, in the end, it amounted to nothing. I can see somebody saying either of those things. I can't see somebody saying both those things, that Bill Clinton's uh, conduct was a huge deal that merited impeachment, uh, but uh, Donald Trump's behavior is just fine. There's not, uh, to me, any kind of logical consistency that explains that. And uh, you would think of somebody who purports to be a great legal scholar that that standard of consistency might uh, might be higher. Well, his his part before the cameras is done. He appeared a bit yesterday. Uh, we're going to go on to the senators asking questions of the, the people on both sides of, of this trial and then votes about whether to call witnesses and whether to dismiss the charges and, and of course, the eventual vote on the charges. John, what are you thinking about moving forward and what's left of this process? Well, there's short-term suspense and long-term suspense. Short-term suspense is uh, – when uh, do we all uh, get to exhale and this thing's over? And I gather uh, from uh, our reporters and editors following this, it could be within a couple of days if the vote is no on witnesses and, and probably Mitch McConnell will want to wrap this up. Or if they do, the Republicans do lose a uh, a couple of votes, side with Democrats on witnesses, then we're looking really at an indefinite uh, extension of that. So that's the short-term suspense. The long-term suspense is – and I, I've thought this consistently – Impeachment won't be decided uh, by the U.S. Senate. It ultimately will be decided by the voters. And what will the uh, um, what will the long term implications uh, of this be? You know, Republicans are certainly hoping that it leads to a bounce uh, uh, for um, Donald Trump that he'll claim vindication. I've heard another theory uh, that does make some sense to me, uh, particularly in the Clinton context. Uh, by the 2000 election, people were tired of the Clinton melodrama. Al Gore did pay a price for that. I think uh, that uh, 
President Trump, once he's presumably acquitted, uh, he is going to be facing some of that uh, also, a country that's exhausted with the melodrama that they uh, associate with this presidency. Anyway, the, uh, the, the, the question is going to be decided by voters, not by senators. All right. That's our show. My colleague, John Harris, thank you so much for dropping by. I enjoyed it. And with that, that ends our presentation. And as always, big thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow.